Welcome back to Portsmouth Zodiac, an Overarms Tabletop RPG podcast. I'm the GM, John, aka Corinne's Bacon. Our players are Julian, playing Florence, Ash, playing Colton, and Matt, playing Monstrance. Now, let's begin the episode. Okay, so the last time we were playing these chuckleheads... Uh, which may or may not be confusing, depending on how I post episodes. <laughs> um, you all went to the Mirage and uh, met up with a animus called a Grift, who, in exchange for returning his uh, stolen goods to him, he would uh, find you guys a key to unlock a door to to a. Uh, a house in Mirage where he suspects uh, uh, Obi is being held. I, I think it was less return stolen goods because we did that. It was more bring me whatever you can carry. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, it was. Yes, he he made a deal with Colton, which was yes. bring me uh, as much as you can carry. And in return, I will get you a way into this Mirage house. Yeah. And water break. Um, yeah. Uh, Monstrance and Colton had a couple little side adventures. Colton was approached by some police who uh, were investigating uh, an assault that was caught on a home security camera. In which Colton told them literally every piece of information he knew about Zach Kirkland. I'm, I'm a good With, Lord Biden citizen. Yeah. I didn't break into that mm. house. I was forced in. I do also want to say, like, I think uh, you hopped off a uh, call before I could bring it up. But I had a list of questions the cops were going to ask Colton. <laughs> and you just blew right through all of them in like two sentences. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, <clears throat> and partway across town, Monstrance had a nice little conversation with a uh, witch hunter who was wow. interested in an unmarked, unmarked grave. Oh. And uh, after they parted ways, Monstrance found uh, their lost uh, ring on top of uh, said unmarked grave. Oh. Um, yes. Oh, you guys also got your <clears throat> um, magic items described with uh, Colton's being a hammer that can change which direction is down for him. Yep. And Monstrance's being a uh, ribbon that can uh, support a sizable amount of weight. Powerful. And yes. Um, so yeah, you guys should have in your own handouts um, access to view the uh, items if you need to uh, to see them. Cool. Okay. And while you guys were uh, uh, having Shauna tell you what your items were, you heard that uh, Florence was going to a meeting and couldn't attend your, uh, your little get-together, so Same. we will... We will go to Florence the day after returning from Mirage. Okay. 
All right. <clears throat> so it it's early in the morning. Um, a, a bit earlier than than you would care for, honestly. But you got to go to work, mm-hmm. and uh, waiting for you on your phone uh, is a email and a text message. The email is from Mick Summers, and uh, it just plainly states uh, you have a meeting with Mayor Hatburn at ten fifteen. Uh, AM, don't be late. And the text you get is from Shauna asking you to come by the shop uh, uh, so she can uh, tell you about uh, that thing that thing you got from Grift. Mm-hmm. You know, you inform her uh, that you can't right now. You have a, a meeting to attend. And uh, after a moment, you get her reply of a uh, Okay, but you're missing out on coffee. Oh, <laughs> and before I forget, that thing Grift gave you is called Nibbler. It's kind of like a bottomless handbag. Um. Oh, and if you're interested, I got some new goodies in the shop. So now that I have brought up Nibbler, I will share this to everyone. So Nibbler 100% eats things that gets put into the handbag. What? Uh-huh. Let's see. All right. <clears throat> All right. So, where did you share that to? Uh I shared it to everyone. It uh it should be under handout. Yeah, like if you go oh, to in uh, roll 20. I yeah, thought you yeah, were posting in it in Discord. Okay. Yeah, no. I Yeah, sorry. I was um, looking in the Discord. Um, yeah, no, that's okay. I'll I'll throw uh, the three items you guys have in uh, Discord real quick. Let's see, you guys got the Wallop Comet, the Nibbler, and the something Manacle Braid. There we go. All right. Pretty cool. Oh. <coughs> <coughs> Oh, sorry. Okay, so uh, Florence, you so yeah, you have been um, alerted of what Nibbler is, and you're on your way to uh, uh, City Hall. Um, so City Hall is uh, it seems to be a less, a bit less uh, actively uh, uh, aggro towards you as you uh, make your way up. Uh, Towards the uh, upper floors, um, yeah, it's just it's more tension than it is outward aggression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, he reacts the exact same way that he did the first time, just like greeting everybody and being a general, like just kind of acting like a celebrity that walking through there, like hello, hello. Hey, it's great to see you again. Yeah, you get a you, you get some awkwardly polite greetings back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did, does he bring Nibbler with him? It is described in the card as being a fashionable handbag. So yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you make it a. Uh, 
yeah, you make it up to uh, uh, the top floor where the mayor's office is. Uh, you see uh, Mick Summers uh, sitting behind their desk, and uh, yeah, they uh, go ahead and uh, make a waving motion for you to go on in. So yeah, Mick Summers is uh, sitting there at uh, at their desk, and uh, they give you a little little hand wave to uh, motion you to go ahead into uh, the mayor's uh, uh, office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's gonna go in. He's gonna kind of straighten his outfit a little bit, make sure everything looks nice, and then just head straight in. All right. <clears throat> All right. The mayor's office is decorated uh, much like any other politician's office. Uh, several bookshelves full of folders of municipal importance and classical books. Uh, a simple desk with the required conference phone and sleek computer. And, of course, the American and main flags on full display. Um, yeah. As you enter, uh, you see uh, Mayor Hatburn, a sweaty egg of a man, uh, turn towards you and a uh, takes a, a couple glasses out of a little cabinet and uh, offers one to you and says, uh, sparkling water, it's grapefruit. Oh, why, thank you. Uh, so he'll he'll graciously accept this little uh, glass of water. All right. <clears throat> he'll, uh, he'll take a seat behind his desk and uh, motion for you to take the seat across from him. And he'll say, uh, thank you for, uh, meeting me on such short notice. So Florence is going to sit down very, uh, kind of like properly, just kind of crossing the legs and swirling the glass of sparkling water and say, well, it's not every day you get a summons from the mayor. He gives a little smile uh, as he drinks and says, uh, Yeah, I, uh, I imagine it's not. He, uh, he kind of looks at you, uh, kind of gives you, like, a, uh, examining look for a second and says, uh, Before we get started, I do have a question for you. Well, certainly. You joined the tourism board uh, right out of college, uh, if I remember right, and uh, immediately started making waves through uh, through our uh, governing body here in Portsmouth. I'd like to think I was making waves far before that. He uh, he gives a little chuckle and says, uh, "I suppose you were." So, if you don't mind me asking, Mister De La Fontaine. What is it you're after out of life? Well, that's a, a certainly not a question I was expecting. I suppose I just want to make this town better and more prosperous, more exciting. He uh, grins and uh, takes a drink and says, uh, That is a very respectable goal, but is that really everything? Hmm. I guess if you're asking more broadly, I just like having fun. I like it when things around me are interesting and unusual. Yeah, he nods 
and says, uh, hmm. You know, Mick Summers, uh, they tell me that you're a pretty practical fellow. Helped him with uh, some problems they were having the other day. Uh, yes, I did. I was actually quite surprised that they reached out to me. I was just as surprised when they suggested uh, I ask you for uh, advice. Oh, really? He uh, he leans back uh, a little bit in his chair and says, uh, I have been having some trouble with the decision lately. I was wondering if uh, I was wondering if someone as uh, pragmatic as yourself might have some opinions on it. Pragmatic? That's not a term I've heard ascribed to me before. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, he uh, smiles and uh, says, uh, "You can thank uh, Autumn for that." All right. So, uh, would you like to describe what the problem is? Yeah, it leans back and says, uh, what do you think of the greater good, Mr. De La Fontaine? Well, I think that's quite interesting for you to bring up, especially in regards to the waves that I've been making in town, because I do consider that to be the greater good, uh, despite, you know, the pushback from city council. I think that it is bringing a lot of money to our town. Uh, and I would consider that to be the greater good. Yeah. Oh, but my coffee. He uh, nods uh, while you're talking. And uh, <clears throat> after a moment of uh, sipping on his water, he uh, says, uh, so, so you are saying that the efforts to make people's lives better is an important effort to make. Oh, uh, well, I like to think that that's the point of it all. He nods and says, what about costs? Hmm. If you Are you... Oh, I'm sorry, go oh, ahead. No, please, continue. Uh, I guess I was asking what uh, I would have to balance what the costs are. He, uh, he nods and says, uh, so, hypothetically speaking, and he kind of like makes a hand motion, like, of course, hypothetically. Um, he says, uh, what kind of price would be paid to make people's lives easier? Raised taxes? More stoplights? Stricter enforcements of the laws, looser enforcements of the laws. Are you asking me for advice on direct policy? He uh, leans back uh, some more um, and says, uh, hmm, not exactly. Yeah, leans back forward and uh, looks you in the eye and says, uh, let's say you can improve the lives of millions of people. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, let's say 
we take the we we take the example that uh that Portsmouth is you know nice property values nice people and we take that across the country mm-hmm. what price would be too steep to do that would you think well, I think that there is an argument to be made that not everywhere should be identical. He nods and says, uh, that's true. By but which metric are you valuing nice people? Uh, I know that there's a difference in culture uh, you know, the North and the South or West Coast, East Coast. So what we might consider to be polite might not be universal. He he gives a considering nod and says, uh, hmm, that's true. But I have found that, you know, improving the the living situations of an area usually makes people more amiable towards one mm-hmm. another. But gentrification, which could be seen as an extension of that, does have a negative effect on the population that is already living there, uh, pushing them out of uh, being able to afford the life that they're currently living. So if you want to improve everything... It's got to be a lot more fundamental than just making places nicer. He, uh, he, he uh, thinks a bit on that and says, uh, hmm, takes a sip of water. I did four courses of sociology. (laughs) (laughs) He, uh, he gives you a little appreciative nod and says, uh, I can see that. <laughs> I'll be honest, I mostly got into office through uh, my good charms and connections. I can see that as well. You've been very hospitable. He, uh... He, uh, kind of just looks around his uh, office and uh, says, uh, So there shouldn't be a blanket make everything better goal. I think that make everything better has to be assessed on different uh, matrices. A case-by-case basis? Yes. So if you were to make, say, this office better, that's an extremely broad Like, uh, do you want to renovate it, change the carpet? uh, And would that in and of itself constitute making it better? And who is judging whether or not it's better? I'm sorry, this is extremely uh, philosophical, but... He uh, shakes his head and says, uh, No, I I appreciate the the food for thought. Are quite a popular mayor. I believe that you've won quite 
handsomely in the elections. Uh, you've been doing a lot to strive for better living conditions for your constituents. Yeah, no, it says, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was my, uh, big talking point. Uh, did you know that, uh, first two or three terms, I actually managed to, uh, lower, uh, homelessness by 80%? Yes, I am, uh, familiar with some of your accomplishments in office. Yeah. Yeah, he, he just kind of uh, looks off into the distance and says, uh, I was, yeah, so some people said that uh, I should take my uh, thoughts and uh, practices, uh, you know, a bit higher up the chain recently. Oh, are you looking for a position as governor or? Uh, he uh, shakes his head and says, uh, I have had several of uh, of my friends say that I should skip that and uh, attempt the presidency. I, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not impossible. No, Ronald Reagan was uh, an actor, if I remember correctly. That he was. So, and by law, you actually don't need any any political experience at all to be president. So. I at least have that qualification. Mm. You would need significant uh, campaigning and uh, funds to do so, but so yeah, like like as you're as you're describing this, you see uh, that uh, a lot of uh, like the positivity he's had while talking to you kind of drains out, mm. and uh, he's like, uh, "Yes, I suppose I would." Mm. Uh, Florence is gonna like sip his his little um glass of water. Yeah, he uh uh repours uh his glass and uh says uh but what if what if I could do it? Hmm. Become the president? Yes. Then you would have a lot of global and uh, domestic sway, though you would still have to contend with the Senate and the House. Uh, but it would be interesting. Yeah, he gives a, a little nod and says, uh, So, do you think I should do it? Like, regardless of cost to myself. Hmm. Do you believe that you could make a substantial difference and improve the lives of people? Hmm. I, be I honestly believe I can. All right. And do you believe that the cost would be worth it? Yeah. It, it takes him a, a little bit while thinking on that. And, uh, says, uh, perhaps. Well, then, 
it is completely within your rights to go for it. Uh, are you asking if I think it's a smart decision, or? I suppose I am, Mr. Delafontaine. All right. Well, in order to balance the pros and cons of any decision, you would have to be aware of them. So what would be the pros and what would be the cons? Uh, he, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's looking around. Uh, you have a high enough charisma that, uh, he's not directly looking at you. Mm -hmm. Like he's actively avoiding looking at you and says, uh, well, I suppose the con... Okay, rewind that. <clears throat> well, I suppose the pros would be, as you said, nationwide and eventually global reach. I could potentially help millions. Uh, I don't know, maybe even billions if... Uh, I'm influential enough on the uh, global stage. Hmm. On the cons, though, what if what if what I do has profound negative effects on people? Like, what well, if that would be directly in con. Uh, contradiction to your goal. I know. But what if the amount of people who I help with my policies outweighs the number of people who are potentially inconvenienced? Uh, can you quantify how much happiness or Suffering is worth? I cannot. I believe that that's an interesting question, then, because if you are hurting people, that is worth something. That is uh, a very important thing to consider. If you help one person but hurt a hundred others, even if it's a minor inconvenience to them, wouldn't that be something that you would have to consider? He nods and uh, says, uh, that is true, but with hypotheticals, let's say it's the inverse. A million people are helped, but one person is... One person is affected detrimentally by my actions. Is it still worth it to perform those actions to help the one million people? Well, what's happening to this one person? Are they killed or tortured or uh, have their rights and humanity stripped away? He uh, shrugs and says... Uh, I do not believe anything as drastic as that. I just want to... I suppose I want to uh, 
advise some caution because the number of people to help, I believe that over time that number will get lower as you do it and you will find the costs to be less negative the, the more time goes on. He, uh, he, he looks into his uh, glass of water for a long moment and uh, says, uh, You have given me quite a bit to think on, Mr. De La Fontaine. Thank you for your time. He, uh, he stands up and uh, offers his hand to, uh, to shake. Certainly, and, uh, you know, Florence is gonna stand up and give a, a hearty American businessman handshake. Give me a strength check. Oh, no. <laughs> don't ask me for this. I, don't. I gotta. Don't make me do this. Do I get, okay, can I, like, add my charisma to, because you know, you know this yeah. is a practiced, um. You know what, yeah, I'll allow you to use charisma instead. Did I? Oh, I, I guess I tabbed out of roll 20, hold on. I'm surprised you tabbed out of it, like, you have so many open. Or, uh, yeah, I... It's one of those things of I have a million tabs and this is the one that I use to Google Ronald Reagan on. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I have his challenger address somewhere. <laughs> okay, because oh God. Also, if it if it makes any anybody feel better, I'm only like. 80% certain Reagan was the actor president. He was, yes, that was Reagan. Yeah. Okay, rad. He was a celebrity and very popular when yeah. he came. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Good job, me and my 10th grade American history knowledge. Okay, so is that yeah. a charisma check, did you say? Yep. Nine. Okay, pretty good, pretty good. Hey, we had classes specifically for this. There yeah. were workshops for handshakes. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Of yeah, course they were. You two have a very strong American business handshake. Absolutely. And, uh, yes, he, he sends you on, uh, on your way and, uh, you know, asks you to shut the door on, on your way out. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. remind him that he can call <coughs> on me at any time. Thank you, Mr. De La Fontaine. I'm just might. And, uh, yeah, you uh, leave his office, and as you pass uh, Autumn's desk, you uh, you catch a bit of uh, the mayor uh, telling them over the over their little phone intercoms to uh, clear up his schedule for the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm stopping at Autumn's desk. Oh, yes, Fontaine. How's it going? They uh, grimace a bit and says, uh, "It's." Going better? The mayor said that you had plenty of nice things to say about me. You helped me in a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. So I, all I did was state facts. And I there do are... have some friends uh, 
if you're ever interested, we could have a little get together, discuss all of this stuff. The they uh, raise an eyebrow and say the uh, ghost stuff. Yes, uh, actually, I learned what was it yesterday? It the day was incredibly busy for me. I cannot even tell you, but I learned that they are called anima. Oh, so do do I call my thing that instead of Baphomet or? No, no, it's uh, instead of ghost. Oh, okay. So it's like a rabbit and then the rabbit's name. Yes. Okay, I don't know if that makes me feel any better or worse. We could. We could perhaps, you know, at some time after work, uh, we could go down to Wednesdays. You know what? I will... Make a note of that. All right. Well, you have my number. I certainly do. Yeah. I'll be in touch. Have a nice day, Fontaine. Aw, you too. Uh, so yeah, still cold as a glacier, but, you know, a bit of global warming's uh, chipping in there. <laughs> yeah, he is, <laughs> he is, like, he is completely unfazed by their whole, you know, cold demeanor, because he's totally used to it from them, so he's just, like, <laughs> happy, vibing, unbothered. Amazing. Moisturized. Yes. <laughs> Cross flourishing. <laughs> yes. Flourishing. You know. Mm-hmm. Alright. So... We will now go over what you lot do over the next uh, seven days. So, we will... You know, let's start with the monstrance. Does monstrance uh, do anything uh, out of the ordinary the, uh, the next uh, seven days? Um, probably not. They're probably not, just... They're pretty... Uh... Go to work. Everything monstrance does is out of the ordinary. <laughs> I was about to be like, I think they're already a bit out of the ordinary. Um, no, they probably tried to stick to their schedule to keep it sane. Okay. Uh, do they tell their therapist about any of the weird stuff that's been going on, or just stick to the I made friends? I just stick to the I made friends. <laughs> okay. Yeah, your your therapist is very excited that uh that. You have, you have made not one, but ostensibly four friends uh, just over a, a short period of time. My gosh. Uh, the, at the sense of pride at their accomplishments, they, they perk up a little bit more. Like they're, they're just like, you're proud of me? Oh my gosh. <laughs> really excited. <laughs> um, does, uh, does Monstrance try to ever repair the... Uh, Horseshoe plushie's uh, tail, or is that just the defining character trait of uh, of him now? I think that's the defining character trait of, of him now. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, Colton, what do you what do you uh, do over the next uh, uh, seven days? Oh, like, do you focus? 
How finished yeah. is the deck? Um, you did a pretty good deck check uh, last week. Mm. So, yeah, I'll say it's about 75% done. I think he's mostly going to work on finishing the deck. And right. probably what what is your equivalent of Bunnings? Um, Bunnings? It's like a hardware and nursery. Oh, like a like, like a Lowe's, a Lowe's or a Home Depot. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe a Lowe's. I don't know. Lowe's here is a clothing store for big men. <laughs> so. Yeah, Lowe's and Home Depot are kind of like our name brand hardware stores. Yeah, so he's probably going to go to a hardware store. Um, he is going to, you know, get some plants and some outdoor seating. Dang, he is just making Mark's yard look amazing. I feel like Mark's, so you know when you go and you rent, like, a property that it's an alright property, but, like, the the yard can be better? Mm-hmm. And then if the yard was better, it would be, like, a great property? <laughs> this yeah. man has had downtime and he's like, I need to make this yard look nice. <laughs> this this is, instead of going to therapy, he, he does this. Um, so that's what he's going to do. He's going to get some, like, fruit trees and some shrubberies. Okay. Uh, yeah, Mark... Sort of yeah, like, Mark, Mark will, will be perfectly fine helping out with the whole construction portion of the, the thing, but, like, when it comes to dealing with nature, he is just letting you have that just 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm buying, like, I'm getting cow manure and hay, and I'm just packing it <laughs> on there as well. Because that is good fertilizer. But I think at the same time, he's also going to start keeping his eyes peeled for any anima users around town and see if he can spot anything, like, that would constitute a group or I hesitate to say society <laughs> but like a group of people who seem to also have anima who tend to congregate uh, congregate, gather, things like that okay I'll say that this would be a junction check for int and power because okay, yeah you're trying to use uh, the same method that you use to find a uh, Obi's rough location with the primate palace of using kind a, of, yeah 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 kind of using Topaz Cowboy as a uh, a bit of a uh, dowsing rod yeah um so has our anima points reset uh yes okay yeah for for this particular over the ne next week thing like don't worry about uh your anima points yeah cool and we're level three still just. <laughs> Yes. Oh, goodness. Uh, and you said int and power for a junction. Yes. Okay. Seven. Seven. Um. So yeah, like, like as you're uh, walking around and you're, you know, trying to sneakily ping, uh, uh, with a topaz cowboy, like, you do like encounter uh or come across a few people who seem like they could be anima users, but, like, aren't quite there yet. Interesting. Um, and then, uh, like, of course, like, you see uh, some people who, like, 100%, like, notice uh, Topaz Cowboy, but they seem to just kind of, like, write it off. Like, 
Oh, that, no, I couldn't have seen that. Um, but yeah, like that, like a bunch of them in a group all together. Yeah, you you, you can't uh find like a, a party of enemy anima users. <laughs> no, I don't want enemy. Maybe I was thinking allies. <laughs> um. Hmm. I'm tossing up here between What was the cop's name? Was uh it Bradley? I... Officer Bradley? Yes, James Bradley. Yeah. Um he gave me his number, right? He sure did. I'm going to flick him a text message on my terrible little flip phone. Alright. And what is your text message? Uh, feel like a chat, question mark, meet at, I don't know where's a good place to eat. He, uh, he'll shoot you, uh, back a text and say, uh, I, I have a few minutes, uh, placeholder cafe's fine. Okay. I will make my way to the placeholder cafe. All right, so yeah, you, you wind up at the cafe. It's a, uh, it's the uh, nice little cafe that uh, Mark kind of brought everyone to on that first day of uh, hunting down uh, Obi. Mm. Yes. And uh, yeah, soon enough, uh, Officer Bradley uh, uh, walks up. He uh, yeah, he's in uniform. He's obviously like on the clock, and uh, he says. Uh, Every other patron immediately stiffens. A little bit. <laughs> um, like, the people... Yeah, like, you do notice, like, one difference between uh, your, like, town and area in Portsmouth is people aren't as um, actively terrified of the cops. And uh, one thing that you have noticed that probably... Uh, you know, like, uh, lends to that is you haven't seen a single cop with a gun since you've gotten in town. The worst thing they have is a uh, taser. We're living in a fun fantasy world where cops yeah. aren't frightening. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not even <laughs> like that in Australia. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, takes a seat and, uh, uh, like, like he raises his hand at one of the servers and says, uh, "I'll take the uh, I'll take the usual." And uh, he'll turn back towards you and says, uh, "Did you need help with anything odd?" I don't know that I'd say I need help with. I mean, yes, because just by nature, everything that's been going on lately has been, I guess you'd say, odd. But. No, I just kind of wanted to sit and have a chat, but I guess you're on the clock, so. You know, how how much of this stuff, like, I'm looking him over, like, is he wearing a body cam? Uh. <laughs> you know what? Let's, uh, let's see. Let's, let's roll a little D2. Okay, so. Roll. One, D, two. Uh, a one, he is. A two, he is not. 
He is not. Okay. I guess you you can't really um talk about cases, huh? Yeah, no, as it says, that is correct. The only case I can speak to you about is your little encounter with Kirkland. Right, so you, you probably couldn't tell me if there's been any headway with Obi. He, uh, thinks about it for a second. <clears throat> um, the server stops by, gives him a, uh, sandwich and a, uh, soda and, uh, yeah, he gives them a little nod and they walk off. Kind of sandwiches. Said, this is important. important uh, <laughs> ham, cheese, and lettuce. Like a very plain sandwich. Okay. He uh, thinks about it for a second and says, uh, Well, you are Obi's family. So. That is true. I suppose I could say something. Is there something to say? Well, we found his cell phone and his uh, city ID uh, down by the docks uh, a couple days ago. Where, where, whereabouts at the docks? Can can you say that? Because and and just hear me out because. This is one of those situations where I don't think it's um a straightforward police matter. Not as mundane as we would hope. Oh, it's definitely not as mundane as you would hope. I yeah. have good knowledge that he's been... Do you know what Mirage is? He uh, grimaces a little bit and says, Yeah, I've been there. I do not like it. He's being held in there. Somewhere. By some one or something, that's not exactly clear. Uh, so yeah, Bradley just kind of stops mid bite in his sandwich and he thinks for a second. And he says, uh, huh. So, Obi is potentially being held in Mirage by some, we'll call it a bad actor. Sure. Hmm. And I, you know I, I actually... Oh, I go have, ahead. I, I just, I have confirmation of that from somebody, but we can't get to him. Hmm. So, one thing I do know about Mirage is that it is a rough approximation of Earth. So, most places on Earth are, seem to be tied to Mirage, or at least here. Do you know roughly about... Uh, in Portsmouth, uh, he would be being held approximately. Do I know roughly about where? I think you mentioned, but I don't recall. Yeah. Um, you guys did like locate 
Obi's aura at uh, Pete's primate palace in the uh, in the mall mm. when uh, you went hunting him down. Didn't Grift give us a more like solid location? Uh, Grift did, um, but Grift also says that like you can't enter it from Mirage. Okay. Whereabouts is Pete's prime? Where is the mall on this map? Um, it is north. That is the map of Mirage I just pulled up for no good reason. Instead of being <coughs> uh, down yeah, it's number seven. Hmm? Number seven, okay. Oh, Rabbit Meadow Mall, yeah. Yeah. Well, um... <clears throat> Colton's just like, wait, I can't just tell this guy we broke into a place. <laughs> I I think I've got pretty good intel that he is, um... And this is... I, I can't say this without laughing because of the absurdity of it all. He... I think he's in the Mirage version of Pete's Primates Pizza. And I I don't know why someone would want to hold someone there, because that's just... I mean, you know. Uh, Officer Bradley... Pizza. Yeah, Officer Bradley nods and shrugs and says, Well, it's not really someplace uh, you would think to go looking. Well, no, but we also can't get to it from Mirage and... Then I, I don't know why his stuff would be showing up at the docks, because that's not where the explosion... Wait, was it where the explosion was? It was not. It was as far away as it could be and still be in city limits. Because that's not where the explosion was. Like, I found his wallet after the, you know, that. So, yeah, I just don't really Oh, know. yeah. Officer Casey uh, did talk about... Uh, Finding some evidence uh, for Obi's missing person uh, case there. Wait, what other <clears throat> evidence? He uh, just kind of motions at you and says, uh, "Whatever as evidence it was, uh, him and Mark found when uh, they went looking down there." Right. Okay. I mean, I, I know you don't like Mirage, but, I mean, you've got a bit more, I'd say, experience in detecting than than I do. Yeah, kind of gives a non-committal shrug and says, oh, a little bit, I'm, I'm more of a beat cop, I'm not much of a detective. You know, I... I catch criminals in the act, mostly. Or follow up on leads for more overt crimes. And, I mean, uh, I feel like a kidnapping's a pretty overt crime. I mean, he's being held hostage. Uh, he, uh, he nods and says, uh, yeah, yeah, it's overt, but hmm. It's it's yeah, not it's, a good. I'm very bad at describing my strengths and weaknesses. Here's the other question: Can you get me and some friends into Pete's primates pizza? 
I know that's asking a lot, so if, if you can't, just say you can't, and I'll leave it be. He, uh, looks up. Yeah, like, he, uh, he kind of looks around, and then looks back at you and says, uh, you're certain that your cousin is there? I'm, like, 88% certain that he was at least there at one point. <sighs> yeah, I can, I can probably get you permission. Second question, do you have any junk that you don't want? He, uh, kind of, like, looks at you, and he's like, um, I have a table I was gonna throw out. That works. Okay. He, uh... I made a deal with someone, something, I don't know if they're ones or things, um... His face drops, and he says... Oh, is it a grift? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I hate those things. Yeah. I just have to give him just random crap that we find. It doesn't even have to be good stuff. So I'm just getting stuff in boxes. Okay. He'll uh, uh, take his uh, little uh, notepad out and uh, write on it and hand the piece of paper to you and says, uh, yeah, my uh, my table's out on the street at this address. Uh, said he shouldn't be by to pick it up for another day or so. All right. Well, um, thank you. I I guess I should let you go do your job. Yeah, he uh, he stands up and uh, puts some money under uh under his plate and says uh, yeah, just send me a text whenever you guys need to get into the mall. Okie dokie. And, uh, yeah, you guys go your separate ways. And just for your, your monetary uh, situation, yes. um, do you go to work at the docks, uh, at all for the next seven days? Am I asked to go to work at the docks? I thought it was, uh, um, I go when I'm called in. Uh, they pretty much tell you that if you want to come in, you... Yeah, I'll probably go in, like, a couple days. Okay, so go ahead and yeah, that's a uh, twenty per. Uh, oops. So yeah, that would be twenty per uh, uh, day you go in, and if you want to make a little extra on the side, uh, that would be any kind of role you want. So junction, uh, strength, uh, just what have you. I'll do a strength and power junction. Okay. All right, now where's my note that tells me where everything are? Four. Okay, you get two extra dollars. <laughs> Wait, that puts me at one hundred and one. I, I think that is like the same role you made last time. Quite possibly, he's distracted. Yeah. Um, does Monstrance have a phone? Yes. Okay. I'm going to assume that I got their phone number. Um. Uh I do believe that uh, either Shauna like forced you guys to get uh, each other's phone phone numbers, or Florence did it. I, okay. I think that Florence probably like it, it might have been a joint uh, collaboration between Florence and Shauna to be like, we have to, you know, get out your BlackBerry. We gotta do yeah. this right now. 
Okay, so yeah. <clears throat> for all intents and purposes, the party has each other's phone number. Cool. I am then going to send everyone a message, um, basically being like, meet at Shauna's, bring some junk, because this is going to be for the deadline for Grift, basically, because I had All a right. week. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, like, it is a week since you guys came out of Mirage, uh, and... These events are taking place over the next seven days. Yeah, so unless I'll stay unless anyone else wants to do anything during that week. At the end of the week, I'm going to get everyone together to grab the stuff. All right. And in, in Mark's pickup and head to Shauna's to use her door um, to basically just take a sh bunch of stuff to Grift. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Portsmouth Zodiac, a bacon-flavored podcast. If you would like to keep up with our adventures and be alerted to new episodes, don't forget to follow us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, or Apple Podcasts. Also, feel free to follow our social medias at bacon underscore podcasts on Twitter, bacon-flavored podcasts on Instagram and TikTok, and our Portsmouth Zodiac page on Facebook. If you would like to support us and our editor, Selfie, you can at patreon.com slash crimsbacon. Supporting us this way will also get you a shout-out at the top of our next session, and at higher tiers, you will even be able to name a person, place, or thing to show up in future episodes. Again, thank you for listening, and have a nice day. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not the Frenchman today. <laughs> are you, yeah, you're, are you you're making something, John? I'm stirring my tea? Oh, okay. Because why else would you have a mug of tea if not to stir it while you think? Okay. I thought you were having coffee. That's what I meant. I don't know why I said tea. I think I was thinking of French people and how everywhere outside of America hates coffee. No. No. <laughs> I love coffee, dude. They just don't like American coffee. <laughs> John? John? You know what? Fair enough. John. Yes. I I don't know how to unpack the statement you made. Were you doing a goof? Was it a gaff? I was I, I was I was doing a bit of a a bit of a lark. Okay. <laughs>